0: Okay, I was drinking some water. I just recorded for what like an hour. Recorded for an hour or so. By that time my mouth gets dry. Parched. I thought it's parched. Alright there we go. The bottle's done. Okay, so good afternoon everybody. 12.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. I believe today or tomorrow is my nephew QQ's birthday. He should be like 11 or something, 10 or 11. He's born 2010. So I guess he's 12. <laughs> Nick is 12, All right, Cool, my bad. He's 12, right? All right, so let me think. What was I really going to talk about on here? I've really just been like realizing that a lot of my audio, if you were to actually listen to it, It comes off as comedy, because I might be feeling really sad, and that's why I record. Art for me is therapy, so this is me just cheering myself up. Hi, my name is Chad, and I'm severely depressed, you know what I'm saying? But just the way that I said that, it's like, this nigga's not really depressed. He's just acting, or maybe not, like, you know, I'm just very at peace with my depression, and I'm doing my best to cheer myself up, so when you listen to me attempt to cheer myself up from my tears, what does it sound like to you, my dear? You know, that's basically, you're listening to my art therapy sessions. This is what I do to give myself a fucking drive to keep living, bro. This is what I do to help me keep my own emotions and proper perspective i you know what i'm saying i get very introspective hi you're listening to what i do to stop me from killing myself like you know so and that's seriously what it is for me it's seriously art therapy it's seriously artistic therapy this is me finding another refuge instead of just smoking or drinking you know and being addicted to a substance or something this is my chance to just really fight for my own mind so right now let's just do like a comedy segment i guess and i wasn't really sure what to talk about i just recorded for an hour so it's like well what do i talk about now we're just going off the cuff i have nothing written down not even a subject but i'm thinking for now a a good starting point for this album we're just going to introduce it with oj simpson basically right let me just talk about my because I'm 32, so I'm a millennial. I was born four years before the um, the case happened, so I don't remember the case when it first happened. Throughout my life, I became more and more aware of it, and once um, YouTube came out, then you would be able to learn more about it. And I didn't really start studying the OJ thing until maybe just a few years ago. So I never fully, really just knew, like, you grow up with the lexicon, if the glove don't fit, you must have quit. But I was so young, I didn't know what the word quit meant. So it sounded to me like the nigga was saying, if the glove don't fit, he must have quit. Basically, like he said, fuck it, glove don't fit, I quit, type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I was that young. I did not know... The significance of what he was saying, I thought it was. I took it a totally different way. Like, yo, he's a nigga saying if the glove don't fit, he just gave up. Yo, I was gonna kill the bitch, but the glove didn't fit. So I said, fuck it, type shit. But then who killed it? You know, so I didn't really understand it until I got older and realized um, he was saying acquit. And by that time, I knew what the word acquit would mean. I was older, so um, it's like, whatever. But okay. So the OJ thing, like, I've been binge watching it for years and studying studying it and just going back in history with it it's the birth of reality TV it gave you the Kardashians and and uh and um Robert Kardashian clearly believes he was not innocent and you can see it in his face and the whole show and you can see it in those last pictures of the trial when the verdict was read you could just see the nigga crying you could see the nigga crying and shit like his client just got off and he was crying but the only reason why he was the lawyer for him was because he was actually an accomplice. That's why he was crying. Because not only did the nigga's friend get off for killing his wife's friend and his friend, a mutual friend. You know, one of his mutual friends killed another mutual friend and of his wife. It was a really big, you know, emotional ordeal for that. And he was the accomplice. He helped the nigga get away, like clearly. Like OJ would not have gotten away without this nigga. Like he that's why they made him the lawyer, because he was the one that had the bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he couldn't be called as a witness and shit. You were the one that had the bag. You hid the bag, bro. Because of you, the murder weapon was never found. You know what I'm saying? Because of you and shit. Like, the, uh, you threw away the bag with maybe the weapon in it and the bloody clothes. Like, where did the clothes go, bro? Like, this nigga sock had blood on it. But what about everything else he was wearing? I'm sure that had blood on it, too. Nigga just was too sloppy to throw away the fucking um, the sock as well, nigga, he, you know, the sock was, like, the only piece of evidence that he left behind, like, from his clothing, right? Besides the knit cap and the gloves, you know what I'm saying? It was just, shit was crazy, so it made sense why why Robert Kardashian's face looked like that so, so much. This nigga wasn't accomplice, bro. You were a fucking accomplice, bro. You fucking helped us. You got rid of the evidence, bro. You tampered with evidence, you destroyed evidence, bro, it was fucked up, so it made sense why the nigga was so, um, so distraught over it, bro, you literally helped this nigga get off on a double murder of his ex-wife and her lover or just friend or whatever, bro, and that person was your wife's friend, was your friend, like, it was just, man, man, it was crazy, you know what I'm saying, so it was some crazy shit, bro, but... But as a millennial who doesn't have attachment to OJ as a football player and stuff, I only ever knew him as a murder suspect. So I can be more um, just honest about everything about the case. So so let's just start off by saying like, the evidence supports that he did it. So that will lead me to believe, yeah, he obviously did it. We all know by now that it's always the spouse that's the first, you know, beneficiary of your death, excuse me, who's going to benefit more from your death than the mother or father of your child? They're going to benefit more than anybody, especially if they're richer than you, especially if you are divorced, especially if you're getting a lot of payments, alimony, and child support from them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Really think about it, just economics. Yeah, that's, we all know that, bro. It's, it's always going to be the husband or the wife that's looked at first because... Now that the husband's gone or the wife's gone, the other parent that's still alive, the last parent standing, they get the alimony, they get the child support, they get the wills, they get the life insurance, they get the custody of the children. So now they don't have to pay out any child support and stuff like that. So that was already obvious. You, You were a rich dude and your wife dies. Like, of course you killed her. That's what rich guys do. when they, You know what I'm saying? Because if you didn't kill the... Then she's gonna ruin everything, basically. That's why you killed her, because she was going to ruin everything. She was gonna be driving around in cars bought by your money, bought with your money and fucking whoever she wanted. Like she was gonna like really start stunting on you. Like when you're the rich guy and you get a wife and she leaves you and she becomes rich as well, then you're responsible for maintaining the lifestyle that she no longer wants to live with you, but she wants to still keep the fucking lifestyle and stuff. Then you have kids and she's getting child support, and she wants to go around and fuck whoever she wants, and she wants some young dick, just like you want young pussy, and then she letting the young dick drive around in your cars, like, yeah, like, you're kind of asking for it, like, you you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was, you know, like, it was crazy, it was like, he made the money, you got in on it because you married them and had sex with them, then you didn't want to do that anymore, then you want to leave them, then you want the money, then you want the custody of the kids, then you want the child support, then you want this and that, you want... Absurd amounts of money a month—twenty thousand dollars a month—child support or whatever, alimony. That's that's a lot of fucking money. That nobody needs that much money that they didn't fucking earn. But I guess you know, splitting your legs, shooting out babies, yeah. So you're—it makes sense. It's all economics. That's the only way you're worth as much as he is, or you deserve anything he's earning because you had a baby by him. So he married him, and he vowed to take care of you forever and you know what I'm saying and then you get divorced and you want alimony it's just like it was it was real sticky so there's no way to really not believe like yo this no shit he's the number one suspect bro like you know how much money he was gonna lose just from fucking with her but it it wasn't um, a bad of an idea just to go through with it because had he uh, not killed her Um, any of the money he would have had to pay to it, he still would have made that back from all the endorsements and movies and his career would not have went went down the drain so that's why it was stupid it was like your career is going to go down the drain you're rich and famous you're going to be rich and famous the rest of your life Um, just deal with it and keep working and making money, but it should be right there collecting everything anywhere, and then she's fucking young niggas, and this and that, and so, like, in a sense, like, you're kind of asking for it, like, if you don't play it right, like, you're, like, you're about to liquidate this nigga's whole wealth, like, you're about to fuck up everything, you know what I'm saying, it's like, you have to be real cautious about it, like, yeah, you deserve the money, and this and that, but be real cautious about how shit's going down, and just, you should have moved the fuck out the state as soon as you could, like, you divorced scenario? there while you living in the same state you just take the kids and go and just do it you know that's all it's all tricky all oh, that shit's tricky bro relationships are tricky marriage alimony kids child support all that shit's tricky so you're just stuck there you're you're hostage by the kids kids are just hostage holders bro that's what a kid is it's a hostage taker that kid owns their parents you know what i'm saying that, that kid owns their parents if their parents don't treat the kid right the parents go to jail the parents get the kids taken away from them so it's like a kid is just a hostage taker bro that kid is going to hold you hostage for the rest of your life like that kid that kid's niece is going to did- take your actions forever and that's cool if you're cool with that but that's the type of shit that happens like you divorce a motherfucker can't even move out the state because you got the kids you want to see them and this and that you want to do shit the right way or this and that so that's noble that's cool don't take the kids away from them but in this specific situation where it ended in murder, it was just like, you know, niggas just obviously didn't manage that shit, right? Like just, it was a real sticky thing. But as a millennial, I could personally say like, I'm on the side of the victim and I believe that he did it and this and that. It's so obvious, right? And I'm always talking about technology, how people don't respect new technology because they're just ignorant as fuck and they don't have foresight. They can't see how this can affect the future, right? So when when all the DNA evidence came out, niggas did not even know what DNA was. And that's a beautiful thing when it comes to investing. That's a beautiful example for investing. Look at the OJ shit, bro. Everybody in 2022 knows how important DNA is. If like you fucking somebody got murdered and then they found your piss on the ground right there, or your semen, or your blood, or your tears, or your dandruff, or your fucking piece of hair with the DNA attached to the end of it, they will fucking know like he was there, you know, like everyone knows how important DNA is, but back then motherfuckers were so ignorant, they didn't even really understand what that meant, that means this nigga's blood is inside of his skin, his skin was broken at the crime scene and leaked out blood, just like the victims whose, all of their blood leaked out. There's two bodies that got cut open and all of their blood spilled out on the ground. Then we found this one nigga who's still alive. His body was broken in a small little piece and his blood was found on their bodies as well. On their clothes. Like, they didn't understand what the fuck that meant. Yo, um, somebody just broke into my house and there's... There's this nigga's blood on the ground in my house. There's this nigga's semen on the ground in my house. There's this nigga's hair follicles on the ground in my house and his clothes with blood and hair and fiber on it in my house and it all belongs to my next door neighbor. You're just gonna overlook that? Yo, somebody broke into my house. Well, there's a puddle of blood on the ground too i right, we're going to test it. It's coming from your next door neighbor. You're not going to see what that fucking means. My next door neighbor was in my house bleeding when a robbery occurred, bro. Like, they didn't understand that shit. And that's a perfect example for how people are so ignorant when it comes to new technology. They didn't even know what that fucking meant. It was like... When cameras first came out and you're like, yo, I caught this nigga on camera. And you just let it go because you're like, uh, I don't know what a camera is. And that could have been fake. And I don't know what the fuck a camera is. You can literally see this nigga right here. We can see him right here. We can see him here doing it. And then you still let him go. Like you just were ignorant to the technology. So it was like it was kind of good for you because you were ignorant, bro. This nigga. You didn't understand fucking DNA. This nigga got off lucky as fuck, bro. Like, all of your DNA was found at the scene of the crime, but nobody knew how important DNA was, so they didn't even pay it attention. That shit was so potent that Barry Sheck, the other attorney who was responsible for fucking with Dennis Fong and, and and you know, the whole DNA collector, the forensic analyst or whatever, the C- CSI guy and shit, You know, the dude that was, um, you know, interviewing him and stuff, questioning him, interrogating him. That information was so potent, and when the case was over, Barry Sheck started his own organization where he just was solely helping people get out of, get off of convictions because of DNA. Real shit, he totally flipped sides. Nigga went from saying, like, you know what I'm saying, nigga, he realized how important DNA was after that, he was like, yo... I'm going to help people get off of wrongful convictions because of this shit. Because he started off helping someone not get a conviction, even though the DNA evidence was not in their favor. It was against them. Their DNA was at the crime. They did the crime. He got the nigga off, felt guilty as fuck, started an organization on doing the exact opposite and getting people who were wrongfully convicted off because of the DNA evidence. Real shit. Like he totally tried his best to um, to uh, to make it right, and that's probably one reason why um, he lived longer than Johnny Cochran and Robert Kardashian and stuff. Because a lot of the, those lawyers and stuff, they died, you know. And you know, some people say it's like karma because they were like, you know what I'm saying? Some people say it was like karma. Excuse me, give me one second. I have to use the restroom. All oh, this water I'm drinking. Alright, pardon me. Thank you. I'm back. Alright, yes, yeah, so I washed my hands, motherfucker. Shut up. <laughs> so, alright, I was talking about Barry Shaq and, and, like, you know, so when I saw that in the episode, I was like, that that was cool that he realized how important it was. But it was just like, bro, like, of course, OJ did this shit, right? I'm on the side of the victim. That shit was fucked up, bro. Like, that shit didn't make any sense. Like, how you kill your kid's mom? Like, that's doesn't make any sense. How you look him in the eye, bro? How do you look your kids in the fucking eye, bro? Like, yo, that's fucking crazy. That is so fucking crazy. Like, like, oh, man. You know, because he got custody of him after that. So it's like, yo, my mom got killed by my father. And, you know, it was just, man, man. It's just like, who else would have killed my mom? But my dad and everything. And I personally believe OJ had concussions, you know, and everything. And, okay, so let's talk about the race part of it, man. Like, it was obvious, bro, the um, the OJ verdict was a revenge verdict for all of the fucked up atrocities that white people did to black people in America and stuff. So when you look at it like that, it's understandable. But the fact that they succumbed to it and they let the nigga off simply because of all of the... um, The fact that they just did it as a revenge thing, that was really petty. And had the black jurors just convicted the nigga, it would have sent a nice message on behalf of the black race that we're mature enough to do the right thing no matter what. But even if they did do that... Black Lives Matter would probably still have became a thing, meaning that white people and cops and that law enforcement would have kept doing all this horrible stuff to us. So it was really like, yes, the white people in general got what they deserve. but the individuals did not. That's what makes it petty. That's what makes it fucked up. It was like these individuals really had nothing to do with all of the other atrocities that their people did to us. Like, you know, they didn't keep it general enough. They got too, or they kept it too general. They just generalized it. Two white people died by a black person, and he's famous and rich and an athlete. And we're going to let him go because Rodney King... All those cops got let go. So it was it was really petty. It was really petty. It was like their one fucking chance. That was the one time in history where they were ever going to beat the American justice system. And they took it. And I feel like that is petty. And they should have sent the nigga to jail. And it would have sent a message. Like that would have possibly improved race relations if they just... But maybe white people are so ignorant, they wouldn't have even given the jurors the credit of knowing um, what they did and what they gave up. Once the jurors let him go, then white people could see, yo, oh, this was a revenge thing, bro. And they can see the unfairness of it. And it's like, yo, it was unfair. And so was everything y'all motherfuckers did to us. So just deal with it because sometimes unfair shit just happens, right? Mr. White Guy, right? Like, it was our chance to throw all that shit back in their face. All that cold-ass vampire shit. Like, white people are so uncaring. It's weird to see them care. Because when did y'all ever care? Like... You don't understand if you're white and stuff, but if you were black and you were around white people, you would be able to sense that they have less of a soul than you. But it's only a black thing. It's like, that's why we're responsible for making soul music, motherfucker. White people don't have no music that's called soul music. Like, there's a reason for that. We see Christina Aguilera, the way she sings, she has soul. Like, even when Justin Bieber did the Neo song, at the end of it, it, was like, Soul Patrol, woo! Like, there's a real, like, a soul to it. And white people won't ever see it. But you all are so cold and callous, you all come off as soulless vampires. Just fucking bloodsuckers in general. I'm not saying every single individual. But I'm just saying, if you're white, you're stuck in that mindset of being a vampire. So you can't even see how little of a soul you actually have. You motherfuckers are cold as fuck. Some of you all are very compassionate. But for the most part, most of you motherfuckers are just vampires. You're just soulless. I'm surprised you even see yourself in the fucking mirror. But I have to be honest about that because as a black person, when I'm around white people, I can sense how their soul is just not as strong as ours. You can sense the weaker fucking soul. That's why they went and took us and enslaved us in the first place. If you wanted to build an all-star athlete team, you're going to go for the strongest race you can find. If you want someone to build your house, you're going to go for the strongest fucking race you can find to enslave them to build your house and build your country. So the fact that white people enslaved us, it meant they were more cold and callous and soulless to do that. And... And it also meant that we were the stronger race. Nobody wants a weak slave. The slave owner is the weaker race. You get it? Otherwise, you would be enslaving your own race. If you were the stronger race, white people would have enslaved white people. You don't want a weak-ass motherfucker. And in this time and age, you're not even going to find a white NFL owner or NBA owner... Who's going to um draft just white people? Like all the segregation shit they did, they wouldn't dare play a segregated um sports team for money and professionally. Maybe like amateurs on the street, whites against blacks. But come on, you really think a, a five a group of five or eleven white guys are going to play football or basketball against nothing but niggas? They all know. They're going to get destroyed collectively. Like, you might have a few white guys that are extremely skilled, but come on, bro. Like, like at least when it comes to sports, they're never going to segregate that shit again. Segregate sports again, I dare you. Why not? Because you fucking know who's going to win. Like, the only reason you brought more white people into the NBA was because just you wanted white people to watch it. That's all. You, you just feel sorry for them. Some of the white people are really good athletes. Like... I really believe in individualism, bro, not just generalizing a race. I, I look at white people as individuals, but I study history, so I have to be general about historical facts. Nigga, historically, yeah, white people are fucking vampires. You niggas are um, soulless motherfuckers, man. But individually, I've met a lot of white people with compassion. Most white people I meet actually have compassion. There are two different sides to my perspective. I'm into history, niggas. Like... You motherfuckers, it was white people that killed John F. Kennedy, nigga. Like, you all kill your own kind. Like, you motherfuckers are soulless. But I say that with, like, with jest. I'm just saying it from a historical perspective. History doesn't lie, bro. I'm just talking about history. If You know what I'm saying? Like, if we go look at Google pictures of napalm in Vietnam hitting women and children, No niggas did that shit, man. Even if we were in the fucking planes, bro, we were taking orders from vampires, bro. Historically, you motherfuckers are evil as shit. Historically. Historically, bro. Historically. That's all I'm saying. Not saying every single white person born ever was just evil and soulless. But I'm saying, like, um, as a black person, when you're around a white person, you can feel... If their soul is weaker, you can have that sense. But some, with, with some white people, it doesn't register because their soul is pretty good. Souls are individual. I have to, I have to give the soul the individual chance. Everybody has their own soul. Some people's soul is really strong and they're white. Some people's soul is really weak and they're white. You know what I'm saying? It's like Dave Chappelle said the joke, white people have brittle spirits. You all get mad because we kneel at the um, the National Anthem. We don't even do that shit on a regular basis. That's just a fucking protest, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's shit like that. It's, it's like petty. It's like, who gives a fuck? Who really gives a fuck? You didn't even write the song. It's not even your song. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you motherfuckers got a whole nother National Anthem. You niggas got a Confederate National Anthem, too. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's crazy, or whatever. Like, I wouldn't kneel during the anthem, but if it's a protest, it's a protest. That's what a protest is. It's supposed to be non-violent. It's just supposed to make a point and get the message across, or whatever. But that shit's just weird, bro. Like, all the cancel culture shit, because, like, historically, white people are the most insensitive people on the planet. You motherfuckers are so insensitive, right? And you can't even see it. So don't get offended when I'm saying it, bro. Like, you can hear it in my voice. There's no hatred, bro. I'm, I'm talking from a purely historical context just historically and i keep saying historically because it's like bro you don't want me to really go into detail and start researching all of the historical events to prove my point you don't want me to really prove this point so just accept that what i'm saying is just a generalization based on historical facts bro based on the historical timeline of america you motherfuckers are so insensitive So to see you all get all sensitive and be little pussies, that shit's crazy to me. I'm like, since when did the white man ever care about anybody else's feelings, bro? But I'm I'm talking historically because personally, from my own personal experience, most of the white people I meet are very genuine and compassionate and stuff. But you still have the other ones that are not that I meet. And I'm like, yeah, y'all are just one of those motherfuckers. Y'all are the crackers. We're just called the insensitive white people crackers, right? And if you're... A compassionate white person, and you're just white, but the um insensitive you know white people are vampires, basically, you know, but you all are so cold and calculating, and just you know it is what it is, it was like. I could call you a vampire, right? And it hurts worse than you calling me a nigger, right? You niggas make up fucking words, bro, and just add all this hatred to it. And it's like, that's what I mean. You're a vampire. Like, you made up a fucking word, nigger. Nobody knows what the word nigger really means. Like, you just use it to offend black people. Everyone knows what the concept of a vampire is. So it's like, you motherfuckers are vampires. I'm not going to call you crackers or rednecks or nothing. No, I'm going to call you straight up vampires. You think there's a soulless. Look in the mirror, you don't see no reflection but I'm only speaking from a historical perspective. You gotta understand, you can hear from the way I talk, I'm articulate, I've been around a lot of white people, I study a lot, I like to read, I'm a nerd. So naturally, I'm gonna be more um, accepted by white people than black people, to be honest. I personally like hanging out with white people more than black people because of the conversation, bro. It's a different culture, you motherfuckers was raised differently, you all were raised differently, Uh, you all experience other stuff most times you all experience more affluence and you're not impoverished your minds are more open and expanding i love talking to white people i milk your brains when i'm around you i like to talk to you what do you think about this and that and this and that like the fact that you come from an, an entirely different culture i really respect that i respect other cultures i'm from miami so the first friends I had, they were of all different races, bro. Black people, white people, Cubans, Asians, all the different types of Latinas, you know, Latinos, all the different types of Spanish people, like whatever the different races. Well, I'm from Miami, my nigga. That is an international city. Like, I love other races. I love eating other cultures' foods. Colombian food is awesome, bro. Like, I'm, I'm very well versed. I, I will try. Other types of food. That's what I'm used to in Miami. Uh, Cuban food. Even going to New York and learning about empanadas. Didn't even know about empanadas, bro. Cause I ended up moving from Miami at 15, so I probably would have found out about it long at some point. But I moved, and it's not too many Puerto Ricans in Georgia and stuff. Probably a lot, but not like as much as Miami. So don't get me twisted, bro. I love other races personally, as an individual. As an individual, I'm extremely accepted by white people because I'm like the token black guy that you can bring home that's not gonna steal from you and not, not you know, embarrass my race and stuff. I'm not. You don't have to watch your back around me, bro. I'm not gonna. Um, like your little sister might fall in love with me because I'm just like so fucking nice. But other than that, it's like. I'm like the black guy that you can bring anywhere, bro. You can bring me to Thanksgiving with all white people and everything's cool. We can talk about race and slavery and OJ and everything. I can put my personal feelings aside. So I just try to say, yo, based on my historical understanding of history and what I've been studying, yes, you motherfuckers are vampires but based on my own individual experiences in life, I can say I've met so many compassionate white people, more so than the racist ones. And that's really cool. But that's a personal thing. That's like a soul thing. That's a destiny thing. I was destined to to be accepted by other cultures like that. I was destined to, to meet a lot of people from other cultures that gave me a good impression of the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm blessed to be this kind of black person to where I can be accepted by other races. I've been invited to Thanksgiving by white people multiple times like and it's cool and then I'm open to their food and they're eating vegan food and they're like you cool with this? I'm like yeah, like the only thing I'm really not going to eat, bro, is dressing and stuffing cuz they say it's the same shit, why well, got different names? pissing me off. What the fuck is this, man? Other than dressing and stuffing, bro, Like, I'll eat it because you cooked it and stuff. But, like, that's the one thing i draw the line on, bro. I don't eat dressing, I don't eat stuffing. Other than that, I'm open to try everything. But I tried that shit already. I don't fucking like it. Never did, never will. Because it's called stuffing. Doesn't that mean it's supposed to be stuffed in something? So I'm like, why is it stuffing? And I can see it. It's, It's fucking with me. Like a stuffed bear. I never saw the stuffing before. So, if you cut the bear open and bleed his guts all over the plate. And you're like, eat it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And like, it's stuffing. Well, I'm a word kind of guy, so I'm like stuffing. Something you stuff in something else. What the fuck? That means I'm not supposed to see stuffing. That's why it fucks with me. It's a conundrum. How am I eating stuffing? And that's it. I'm supposed to taste the stuffing after eating something else. That stuffing is stuffed inside. It's called stuffing. It's a bunch of stuff that's stuffed in some other stuff. That conundrum, it just won't fly with my brain. And then the taste of it's not good either. I don't like the fucking taste. That's not taste good, nigga. Maybe if it was stuffed in something, it might taste better. Because, you know what I'm saying? I could just never get over that. I'm a word guy. Couldn't process how those words made sense. It's stuffing. And it's dressing, they look the fucking same, it's not dressed over anything, and it's not stuffed inside of anything. Those two, well, we can go back and forth from that shit for a very long time. You really want, that might bring the levity up, because I don't want to sound racist. I'm not, bro. Like, my grandmother was half white, motherfucker. God damn it, bro. My grandmother's father raped her mother, which her father owned. Ugh. So when I say white people are vampires, don't take it offensively. You all call us niggers, you fucking cracker. I don't even like that word. I don't use the word cracker. That's why I would use vampire, bro. I try to be as objective and philosophical as possible, bro. I try to be as, like... As, like, overreaching with the thinking as possible. I try to really put thought into it. Like, okay, I'm gonna call these motherfuckers vampires because it makes more sense. There's a real concept behind it, and you can kind of get the point of what I'm saying. You soulless. Is- blood-sucking creatures <laughs> instead of just calling you a cracker to hurt your feelings because you call us niggers. Nigger has no definition. It's just a fucking racial slur. I call a motherfucker a vampire. It's going to hurt your soul. Like, I just said, you don't have no reflection when you look in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? ain't nothing worse than that. You can call me a nigger all day. That word don't mean shit. Vampire actually has a real concept. You can call all those racist slurs. It just show us hatred. It's... What's a young bunny? You know what I'm saying, what's a jungle bunny, what's a bugaloo, what's all that shit, what's, you know what I'm saying, it was like, it was just, what's a monkey, it just, you know what I'm saying, it was just like, Planet of the Apes, it was just like, you're not even that creative, white guy, come on now, that's why we create all the music in the world and shit, you know, that's why your kids dress like us, your kids dress like us, we don't dress like white people, they dress like us, you know what I'm saying, uh, they listen to our music, I listen to their music, you know, I might dress like them, you know, like I check out other cultures and shit, but most white people, they dress like us, they want to look like us, they're wearing Jordans, Asians are wearing Jordans, why you wearing that, it was made by a nigger, take it off, you bitch ass vampire, you know what I'm saying, like, the funny thing about like black and white is that There's not black and white, bro. There's only melanated and non-melanated beings, bro. If you have melanin in your skin, you're a melanated being. If you don't have melanin in your skin, you're a non-melanated being, bro. It's that fucking simple. So that means all of the other races and countries and nations of white people that they try to say they're not white. No, all of you motherfuckers are white. Let's get this shit straight. If they're not calling you a nigger, you're a fucking vampire. It's that simple. Asians, it doesn't matter. All you bitches look like vampires, pale skin ass motherfuckers. Like, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But like, but I, I swear, bro. Like, I lo- like personally, individually, I love talking to white people, bro, because it's less arguments. You Don't have to argue about t- when you're talking about money and economics. That's what I like. Like, white people represent the power structure in America, so I like talking to the power structure instead of the powerless. Black people are fucking powerless. That's why we never come together. We hate each other. We try to tear each other down. We try to stop each other from succeeding. We're always in competition with each other. You'll never find me competing with the black race. I'm in the fucking elite. If you just listen to the way I talk, come on now, you're not going to meet a lot of niggers like me, bro. So why the fuck... Would you think I was competing with any of these other niggers? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think nothing like you niggers. I'm elite as fuck, bro. Just the way I think, I have an elite thought process. You think I'm really competing with you? You're competing with me, nigga. I'm not competing with you. You shouldn't be competing with me. It's disrespectful to yourself to be competing with me. I'm competing with myself. I'm competing with the greatest historical figures of all time. I'm competing with the greatest investors of all time. I'm competing with the greatest political figures of all time. I'm not competing with anybody in my generation. First off, that's the sign of greatness. I'm not competing with my contemporaries. You niggas were born in the same generation as me. I'm not competing with you. That's disrespectful. I would never say no dumbass shit like that. I'm not competing against you doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? I'm not competing against my generation, bro. I'm at the top of my fucking class just in thinking. You know? And they know that. That's why they're competing against me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you get it? If you are competing with someone, you're automatically inferior. You're admitting to be inferior. Because you are trying to beat them. If you were superior, you wouldn't even have to try. You would be competing against yourself. You are competing against your own record. You would be beating your own record. And you start off by competing against your, your, um, your worst self. Your worst records. Like for me, I'm not competing with anybody. I'm competing with the drug addict, Chad. The Chad that would spend all his money on marijuana. I'm competing against that guy to be better than that guy. I'm competing against my worst self, nigga. My most financially illiterate self. I'm competing against that nigga. Yo, the stupid ass Chad was just spending all his money on weed. Well, this Chad's gonna spend all his money on stocks and holding crypto and shit like that. Assets, assets, assets. I'm competing against my worst self. I'm competing against my worst habits. That's who I'm competing against. I'm not competing against you niggas. You niggas don't even really fucking exist to me, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's what superiority is. But if you're looking at this nigga like competition, you're giving him too much power. Why are you competing against me, nigga? Compete against your motherfucking self. It's a shame that you think that way because... I would never admit that I look at you niggas as competition because if I looked at you niggas like competition, I would admit it. But you niggas have never been competition to me. It just is what it is, bro. Don't take offense to that shit. I'm not competing against anybody in my family. That's a disrespect to me. First off, who the fuck competes against their own family? That's some real ass, like, nigga shit, bro. That's why we're just at the bottom forever because we're competing against each other. You know what I'm saying? So, I think all of that just added more levity to it. So, you can see, I I will equally talk shit about all the different races that I encounter or whatever. It's an equal thing, bro. I talk some shit about the vampires, talk some shit about the niggers. <laughs> niggers and vampires is fucking crazy. That's horrible. That's a horrible phrase. Niggers and vampires. Just like, what? Welcome to America, home of the niggers and the vampires. It's like... You know what I'm saying? It was like, so, you know, whatever. But but personally, I love talking to white people. Um, I talk to black people, too. I give them a chance, and we try to talk about shit. But I'm a conversationalist. I like to talk about expanding conversations. I like... I'm an expansive mind. So whoever has the most expansive conversation, whoever is the most receptive to the expansion, if you're black and we're talking about a bunch of expansive shit, I'm like, yes, I love this nigga. I love this person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love talking to her. She has an expansive mind. She can at least, like, okay, if you met me at work, I'm going to walk up on you and i milky milk your brain, bro. I'm going to walk up on you on some shit like, how you feel about the robot police force? Some shit like that. Start a conversation about cybernetic police, bro. Robocop, Terminator-type shit, bro, because all that shit is here. That shit is here. Shit's not science fiction anymore. That shit is here, bro. So it's like, that's whoever can give the best conversation to my prompts, my writing prompts. Like, I'm, I'm a nerd, bro, so I always have prompts in my brain. Like, yo, I'm trying to figure this out. So whoever I'm encountering, I'm going to approach them from that angle. Yo, I'm interested in this right here. What you know about it? What you got on this conversation, homie? Like, I'm literally trying to milk your fucking brains. Like, Abigail. That's a reference to the Fox now. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm doing, bro. It's like, I'm literally trying to milk your brain. That is my goal. To milk your brain. Literally. That's it. Like... I got some shit that I'm trying to figure out, and I want to know if there's anything in your brain that can help me figure it out. Straight, objective, serial killer when it comes to information. Like, I'm like a fucking psycho when it comes to, um, information. What's that word called? Uh, uh, sapiopath type shit, man. I'm, uh, um, is that what it is? Sapiopath? Uh sexual. there we go sapiopath sexual. like i'm attracted to intelligence bro like whoever has the best conversation even if it's their own conversation they can have their own prompt and i could just bounce off of that back and forth and just you know go off of that but but yeah man um for the record all i ever remember is being around um other cultures, so I have I have a real strong respect for other cultures, I really appreciate Miami for instilling that in me, most of my friends, my first friends I ever met, they were, uh, you know what I'm saying, they were Latino or Latin, foreign, white, whatever, they were just a different culture than mine, so I have a great respect, got invited to the houses, I got to sleep over, I got to see how they lived, and see how their parents interacted with each other, and how their parents stayed together most times, and you know what I'm saying? I have a real love for other cultures, bro, so don't, you know what I'm saying? So don't get it fucked up, And just an artist, so I have to express myself, I have to um, express my perspective and say whatever I have to say to get my point across, whatever the point is, so hopefully by this point you realize what the point was, or whatnot. so we're gonna get ready to stop this, and I'll come back later and do another comedy segment, trying to do something more lighthearted, you know, trying to do too much race shit, but don't worry, like, I'm going to make fun of niggas too, bro, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm going to make fun of niggas more than white people, because I'm not white, bro, so there's not too much I can say about another race, but my own race, I can say a lot, because I'm actually a part of the culture, I know more about it, I can really only talk about other races when it comes to my individual interactions with them, and the historical relationship that our races have had. So that's basically it or whatever, but please don't get offended, you know, by what I'm saying because I should be, um, mutually offensive to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody should be offended. There shouldn't just be one person that's offended. If you're white and you're listening to this and you got offended, oh, best believe a nigga listening to this got offended as well. I try to be well-versed with it and tackle all the different parts of their perspective. Yes, uh, the OJ thing, some white people didn't like something I said there. Some black people also didn't like something I said there. So I try to keep it mutually offensive. I'm not trying to offend anybody in particular. I'm just um, expressing myself and trying to keep um, keep the offensive nature mutual. Everybody should be offended. You know, I'm not trying to single out one group. Everybody should walk away from this equally appalled. Girl, shit. Did you hear what he said? No, I was too busy focused on what he said before that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah. So you could do a survey. What part of this offended you? And everybody should check off something. You know what I'm saying? Everybody should have checked off something. So I'm like, okay, cool. I mutually offended everybody, so they can all just shut the fuck up. I wasn't trying to offend any of you all individually. It was just, hey, you know, I was gonna express exactly how I felt and really try to break it down. So at the end, you are not offended. I would think you're you're not offended. I would hope so. I think I did enough to really break down my perspective. You can see what I'm saying? Like I'm ignoring my own individual experience and emotion. I'm I'm compartmentalizing historical context and historical timelines and historical facts with my own individual history. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it's like I'm saying this from a historical perspective that can be proven by what actually happened in the past. But it does conflict with my own individual uh, experiences and that's what makes it responsible. I'm being responsible. I'm the nigga that you can bring home, that's me. I'm the nigga that you can bring home to your parents and be like, yo, I'm dating this nigga. I could be the first black person a white girl ever dates and her family would love me. Even if they don't really like black people, girl, like, they're gonna fucking love me. Eventually, I'm gonna wear you down. Eventually, I'm going to grow on you. I'm very compassionate, very kind, and very thought-provoking, I'm very thoughtful, I'm very generous, I'm gonna, like, spoil your daughter. I'm gonna, like, make her, treat her like a fucking princess. At the end of the day, that's all you want, somebody to treat your daughter like a princess. I'm not, I'm gonna be so anti-niggerish. Like, you're gonna fucking love me, bro. You're never gonna meet another nigga like me. I'm so calm. You can take me anywhere and I'm chill. I'm just chill. I'm so fucking calm. You have to keep checking on me because, I'm depressed, so I'll be real sad sometimes. I get caught up in my mind, so you might have to pull me out of a sad spot. But other than that, I'm in a sad spot. I'm not in a mean spot. I'm not being mean. I'm dealing with my own demons. I'm dealing with my own depression, my own, you know, psyche, dealing with the dark spots in my mind. So that helps me stay compassionate and just nice because I'm going through my own shit and it's heavy enough in my own brain. I don't have time to cause any more pain to anybody else. I'm going through my own pain, bro, but most people are not even like that, regardless of race. Most people who are in pain, they just want to cause more pain to other people because they're just hopeless. But I'm not hopeless, bro. I know I can make it through this shit, so, you know. But that's the worst thing about me is my depression. I might just be really, really sad, and I just need company to help cheer me up or something, or a really fun conversation, or a really sweet girl to be around and stuff, like, so... I've been through a lot, bro, I've been like molested, I have sexual trauma, so I'm not gonna be on some bullshit, I've been through a lot of bullshit, bro, so thank you all for listening. This will be like my third hour of recording, shit, oh, I gotta pee, give me a second, I'm just gonna leave it here, 51 minutes, give me a second. Really disappointed to me because you treated me like I was a fucking disappointment to you. So I was like, okay, you know, a lot of fucking anger, bro. That nigga said that shit. I was forgot I was recording. I was venting to myself. I was in the bathroom. I was just venting to myself. I'll come back and um, record again based on what I was just saying. I guess, but. There we go. I knew I heard this song before on some kind of video recently watching. I cannot remember what what the fucking Okay, so this is a classical song. Okay, cool. Um but yeah, thank you all for listening. I'll come back and record something else.